Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Data Unchained. I'm Molly Presley, your host. So what is this Data Unchained podcast all about? As many of you know, the paradigm for data access has changed a lot over the last several years. We've had the advent of new data center technologies, the introduction of the cloud, and now with the proliferation of analytics and AI applications in the world, everything seems to be changing faster every year. In today's decentralized world, getting data to remote workers, distributed applications, high-performance regions, both in the data center and the cloud, can be a real challenge. Data and Chain digs into both the challenges as well as the solutions available to make data an asset available globally. Today's guest is Yan Li. She's the VP of Engineering with a particular focus on flash technologies at Western Digital. And she was also the 2022 Superwoman in Flash Leadership Award recipient at the Flash Memory Summit. Yan, thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. As we get started, can you share just a little bit about your background and how you got started on the career path that you're on today? Sure. Um, glad to. I actually grew up in China uh, when China just started opening the door to the Western culture. I really liked the math because of all the puzzles and interesting problems I love to solve. And, uh, you know, I, it just uh, like uh, many women, I also like arts and literature. I just feel, um, you know, I'm better in, in the math side. Uh, more importantly, you know, I have a very um, pushy father, I would say. And since last Sunday is a Father's Day, I can um, illustrating uh, from my experience, uh, the father's role or any parent's role is uh, such a significant uh, contributor or uh, to the child career, even though, you know, my father passed away a long time ago, but he actually is a key um propeller for for my career in science and technology because he really pushed me to excel what I'm good at it. When I was young, I'm only good at math. I wasn't good at anything else. Um, but he keeps saying, why don't you push forward for, uh, you know, do a little bit more and do more advanced math and uh, be ahead of everybody in the class. And he's really keep pushing me. And also he's a... Uh, um, really um train my character uh when i was young and uh, and he always woke me up at you know early morning to run the 2000 meters and even though i have to walk 45 minutes to school and is every day so he trained me and really molded me to be um resilient and uh, have good endurance and uh really persistent on what I should do. And that's really the foundation of build a career. Career is not just uh, you, you, you being smart to study something, but you have to really being, have the character to be persistent, to keep pursuing your career and keep doing it. And what your dream is, you just keep doing on and on. That's uh, how, how it is. And, and uh, all these years, and his training for me to run has lasted many years to be my habit uh, of, you know, even I don't have much time and sometimes I do a little short run to really release the stress and um, looking at things in a different perspective. So it's really 
I really appreciate,、uh, you know, my father as one of my early mentor in my、uh, career to mold me and to be、uh, the person I am. Definitely, should never underestimate the influence of being a parent, and I'm certain that he'd be very proud to know that his guidance and you know his memory lives on in you. It definitely is reflected in in your success. That's really great. Thanks for sharing that. So, can you tell me a little bit about? <clears throat> I mentioned this Super Women in Flash Award、um, that you were honored to be recognized with in 2022, and that's very competitive. A lot of amazing companies and amazing women get. Um, submitted for that award.、Um, can you tell us, you know, amongst all the recognitions you've had, the patents that you have in Flash, what are you most proud of? So、um, I'm I'm just、uh, very lucky to be in this industry since like uh, um, 1998. So、um, starting in 2000,、uh, Flash Memory actually has transitioned from a, a niche product to.、Uh, Ubiquitous use、uh, in everything from smartphone to data center. I'm、um, along with many able colleagues has opportunity to put a multiple enhancement into the flash design and technology. One of the significant contribution I was mention is is called Orbeline architecture, which enabled aggressive physical and logical scaling, and in turn created a successful product and grew the company and industry. Okay. Um, and I think that for a lot of folks, it's always interesting to learn. What was your career path into this role? Were were you always focused in university and to a career like this, or did you kind of take a different path into the position you're in today? Actually, my career is、uh, very accidental. Um, uh, actually, I was tried to be in academia when I was in PhD program, um, but it just um,、uh, you know, um. Semiconductor is booming back then. I when I was、uh, graduating, and、uh, I actually had a hard time to find a job. So I was just uh, uh, bumping into this job.、Um, it's because、uh, you know Sandis was、uh, back then is a Sandis. So we were actually doing struggling with the NOR technology back then.、Um, my physics and、uh, material science background actually fits very well with the flash memory. Uh, since most of the mechanism is related to device physics, so after I joined the、uh, Sandis for two years back then, we also jump onto the NAN,、uh, where we joined the venture with、uh, back then is called Toshiba Semiconductor.、Um, since then, I have been working on the flash side.、Uh, you know, go through all the highs and lows. This industry is very cyclical. Uh, even right now, we are in the valley at this moment、um, in the trough. So, in your role as a VP of engineering in a company,、um, very focused on a hardware product, what does your job look like? Are you primarily、um, doing design? Do you get involved with the fabs? Is there a lot of software involved? Can you talk just a little bit more about kind of the scope of responsibilities you're overseeing? I see.、Um, so the.、Um, My job actually、uh, evolving over the years.、Uh, when I joined the、uh, Sandis many many years ago, I was doing failure analysis. Failure analysis just to figure out what's the fail in the chip and try to figure out how to fix it. And later on, I was、uh, transitioned to、uh, design. So、um, what I'm trying to do, like one of the early invention I、uh, mentioned, is a circuit design and creating a new circuit to do the sensing.、Um, 
And then I, I did lots of leading projects after projects. I did many uh, successful execution of the projects. And then I'm migrating to more managerial, leading the team and, uh, um, and, and did a lots of, uh, um, roadmap strategy. Uh, think about what's the future chip suit supposed to be. And also I served in some, um, technical function, for example, uh, how to get our next generation faster and uh, better. Um, innovation is uh, one of my you used to be one of my f- focus and i led many um like a campaign for innovation for example innovation bazaar is one of them and right now uh, even currently i'm running some uh hackathon to really stimulating the innovation um but my daily job actually is i transition from design to technology uh just last year so the job is to keep evolving so I kind of uh, um, um, was doing my like 20 years of design work. Um, but I think right now uh, the most challenging for the NAND, uh, especially 3D NAND technology, is more on the process side. So I kind of transitioned to the process technology, which involves with the fab, how to make things. But, you know, flash memory is a kind of unique thing. We don't really use a foundry and we use our own fab. And we design, our, we kind of define everything ourselves. For example, what's the design rule? What's the line width? And what is the transistor you're going to use every generation? And even what's the memory uh, transistor? You have to kind of define all by yourself. And uh, that's the part I'm working on is uh, how to uh, produce the cell, uh, which can... Um, you know, have a better uh, function, and also how to make sure the 3D NAND uh, memory um, would not consume that much capex, and, uh, and and also we are my team also working on the CMOS improvement, how to make it run faster at higher uh, I/O speed. Although right now my team is more on the modeling side rather than design, so I'm kind of a migrating from different roles within the same company. You know, it's fascinating to look at the different parts of the industry as we look at where it, how the industry is moving and at what a pace data is being generated and all the things we need to do at every layer of a workflow to be able to com- accommodate that. Um, from your perspective, can you talk a little bit about what is moving fastest? You said we're in a bit of a trough right now. Maybe talk a little bit about what that means and then what is moving fastest? What's the current state of innovation? The currently actually we are in the trough because, uh, you know, we were actually in the COVID time. We were actually have a big data center boom. Everybody ordered lots of things, expecting lots of data. Uh, we're in the trough is also because somebody over ordering for the past couple of years and they store up, uh, things and, and, uh, you know, suddenly they feel they have a uh, lots of, uh, inventory they have to consume. On the other hand, um, you know, the flash memory always go up and downs because we sometimes we produce too many bits and the industry cannot consume. But fundamentally, this industry is very solid because, you know, we create so many video and photos, emails, social medias every day, and you have lots of, lots of data to store. On the other hand, you know, AI have to learn from all these data. 
before we probably cannot store everything we're generating, we have to discarding something after like a month or even some, some video discarded after a few hours. I can imagine, you know, AI and uh, machine learning will make every video is a valuable learning materials. So they have to store up more. So the challenge right now, the big challenge is how we can store this data with uh, some inexpensive uh, solution. Uh, you know, building big data center is very costly. And uh, we are trying hard to reduce the, you know, uh, the expense of making the solid state um, memory and, uh, and also reduce uh, all kinds of uh, storage at this time. Uh, well, definitely AI and big data is all very important and all very fast moving. And the, the data industry, the data storage industry, overall is a very fascinating field. Although we are the brick and mortar of the industry, we are not on the top of the pyramid, but we are at the foundation of building the data center. But we are really at the cutting edge because we always have to think about the innovation, how to make things less expensive and very essential to found the future cloud. Absolutely. I'm curious on AI as we as that topic came up. Do you use AI internally at WD? Do you use it in your development processes at all? Yeah, we do use a lots of AI, but in a very specific way. Uh, we don't have lots of uh, like uh, people or images to identify, but we do have a uh, lots of uh, uh, engineering tasks to really do. Um, that's also bringing a lots of potential of AI and machine learning, how we're going to use it. Uh, lots of people think AI and machine learning is a lots of hype, really not too much ap- application. Uh, at this stage, still we are at the entry level, how to use AI and machine learning. For engineering company, uh, there's a lots of things that we are exploring. Uh, for example, we, we use the image, uh, um, uh, AI to really identify some of the pictures in our manufacturer flow or in our research R&D for, flow. Uh, instead of manually measure the shape of the memory, uh, cell and, uh, uh, all this, all these dimensions because we are doing 3D, 3D NAND is very um, complicated, uh, 3D structure. So how to analyze the structure, how to see um, from a cross-section to predicting the quality of the memory is very hard. Uh, another thing that we want to really um, improve the efficiency of the, uh, the job is we try to reduce the human resource. We have uh, too many manual things we have to really um, convert it to AI and machine learning. There's lots of small things. It's not a huge uh, things uh, like a, it's not like a one solution. You solve all your problem. It's, it's almost like I have hundreds of small things and you have to think about how to use the AI machine learning to plug into what you do in every day. So this is an important thing. Uh, I see is, uh, AI machine learning and you mute, you build a model. It may be only a few company will do the training and build the model, but maybe millions of people are going to use the model uh, in their everyday life. And then they, they can really solve their small problems every day. So we try to use some, somebody's other people's model. They already trained, they, they already formulated the model and convert it to what we can use in our engineering field. We, we saw uh, a lots of uh, small challenges that we have to solve. And uh, 
That's really fascinating. That also means we need an engineer who has the domain knowledge to solve the problem. We cannot just use a, a data scientist say, hey, "Give me the data, I'll give you something useful." That's not true anymore. We needed somebody understand what they're looking for. We call them domain knowledge expert. The engineers work in this field for like many many years, and they know what's important. And then they converting this domain knowledge into something. Uh, they say, "Okay, AI and machine learning can help us." So that's how we are doing this conversion. I see the trend is changing. As a, instead of a big model, just one application, I see people using AI, machine learning in many different ways, small ways, and here and there. But it's really accumulatively is dramatic. Absolutely. So one of the things I think is very exciting about the space that we both mutually work in is. It is always changing, and there is a lot of innovation. If you were talking to folks, maybe they're looking at a career change, they're coming out of university, on and looking at what kind of education they need. Where, what recommendation would you give them on where to focus? Well, since I'm a very biased, I'm engineering、uh, background, and I would definitely the STEM, and、uh, STEM is the foundation of everything.、Um, For example, I, I major in physics.、Uh, physics doesn't seems useful any. I mean, any longer. It feels like this、uh, is very mature field, and nothing you can invent, invent there. But the physics is actually the foundation of things.、Um, I would say, you know, math and physics and computer science, even、uh, some of the bio and chemistry, is all very foundation for have a, a very good engineering、uh, career. Um, I see a、uh, lots of people,、um, I, you know, the big data mainly use mathematics,、um, but this is only one part of the things. And、uh, for example, semiconductor use lots of physics and use lots of chemistry.、Uh, the way we are,、um, you know, making our memory cell is lots of、uh, chemistry involved and lots of mechanical modeling.、Um, my team actually doing lots of structural and、uh, chemical.、Um, Simulation, so it's like when you making something solid, you really need a a lots of knowledges in physics and chemistry, and mechanical structure analysis. These are all very useful field for semiconductor. Semiconductor is definitely booming all over the world.、Uh, people realize、uh, you cannot just have a software without the hardware and supporting this、uh, activity.、Uh, we are still far from. Uh, finishing the job in semiconductor because we do need a much more powerful chip to supporting our AI and machine learning. And you can see the most booming company are Nvidia and AMD nowadays because they are re- really making the chip that、uh, people use the, to、um, to make the AI happen. To make the AI、uh, really, we we are just at the beginning of AI, and we need a much much more powerful chips. But making the chips involves so much uh, uh, science and engineering and、uh, a combination of everything together.、Um, the the chips is getting more complicated to make, and ma- we are making three D transistors, and we are trying to stack up、uh, all different、uh, chips together.、Um, this is really need a fundamentally, you know,、um, a lots of people from the background of training of.、Uh, 
um, physics, chemistry, mechanical, and things like that. I'm not too familiar with the bio side, but we have somebody looking into protein memory storage. <laughs> that's yes, really neat. Lots of biology and things like DNA, that. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So lots of a new field and very um, lots of exciting things to come. So I'd be curious, both you and I are, have invested time in women leadership and things like the Women in Flash group at FMS. Um, when you look at a high-tech company like WD, what is the opportunity for women in just starting their careers? I think this is a very good time for women engineers. Uh, we have a lots of company um, really um, fostering the diversity in the program. And, uh, for example, WDC is very emphasizing the, the woman, uh, engineer and uh, grow them and let them climb up the ladder and help them to really grow and, uh, take a more responsibility. Um, I think lots of companies also, um, pay more attention to really getting the woman engineer to be, uh, step forward and, uh, um, really to take a more responsibility. Um, I think the main challenge certainly facing the woman is, uh, you know, the networking, I, I would say. Um, we always feel there is a, you know, boys club we couldn't get in. Uh, I think that's no longer true. You just need a maybe more uh, a step out and to really stretch uh, yourself to socializing with a man and a woman. Although, you know, engineering field is the majority is a man. You, we have to really, uh, go out of our way to, um, really make, uh, lots of network, make friends and make alliances. And, uh, even in the innovation field, it is more, you, more people you know, you can brainstorm together to get more, um, ideas out of it. And so that's the thing I would say when you, if you just starting your career, uh, looking not only advancing your technical know-how, but also grow in personal skills, uh, for example, networking and also uh, leadership skills, uh, how to really make your communication skills better, um, not trapped in your own world, but stepping out to extend, uh, stretch yourself to make a more friends and alliance and uh, talk to your managers and um, show them your ambition to progress. And uh, that will go a long way. Also, find a mentor is also important. Um, also, the mentor may not be all woman and you can seek him man as a mentor and uh, you can learn from their advice and, uh, you know, be brave and be curious. And uh, that's also uh, very important. Uh, I really uh, am, you know, my role model is Lisa Su, uh, AMD CEO, and she's also from very engineering background and got her PhD at a young age in, in MIT. And and then she has been going through so much uh, uh, challenges and revive AMD. That's a fascinating story. Uh, it's we have a uh, many role model in in the field now. So uh, woman engineer just need to really learn from those uh, model and uh, really step forward to um, to really uh, stretch yourself. I wrote down a quote from you when we were doing one of these prep calls about being brave and pursuing your goals. And I like that. I think that as you talk about things have changed a little bit in the landscape from my perspective as well, that 
the opportunities and open-mindedness open-mindedness to women in these roles is i think quite high but you also have to take on yourself to be brave and step into those opportunities and it can be intimidating and i think you know maybe if you wouldn't mind well, you summarized it a bit at the beginning of the conversation, talking through your career and kind of some of those changes and those moments where you had to be brave and, you know, really take control of your opportunities at WD. Would you mind summarizing a little bit about that? Sure. Um, I think uh, um, I want to give a one example. Uh, sometimes uh, a woman tends to think too hard, too very, very sensitive to what other people's comment. Uh, Actually, my first career breakthrough, it was, um, you know, when my boss is saying, Oh, we're going to make the first industry first, the uh, three bits per cell. Um, he was thinking to hire outsider, uh, to manage the project. And I said, how about me? Uh, I think I'm very qualified and, you know, I know this thing for, you know, I have a lots of, uh, innovation and I have a lots of, uh, experience leading the uh, previous team and uh, I think I can do it so I think just don't overthinking oh he doesn't select me probably he think I'm not qualified I think this is overthinking I think Uh, sometimes you have to be brave just say how about I step up take the responsibility and end up I made that project very successful this is also my career breakthrough. And after that, people trust me to be able to do things, to be able to shoulder bigger responsibility. So that's uh, something I do need to be brave. You don't, you don't want to overthinking. What if somebody not really uh, appreciate my capability? Uh, sometimes you just need to say, Hey, I need to take a bigger responsibility. Uh, I need to uh, step up. I need to really tell the people I'm really willing to do it. I think that's great. And like you say, sometimes it's a flywheel. You just need that one success and then it goes from there. And I think probably all of us have seen that in others as well as our own careers. And I think that's a great example. And maybe as we're tying things up, you can talk a little bit about for those who are struggling to find that opportunity, that that place to raise their hand. Um, How would you suggest that people leverage mentors or become mentors to help others? What what are the kind of calls to action you would give to folks listening to this podcast that want to help? Well, I think willing to help is already one step forward. Uh, I really, really uh, applaud this uh, um, thinking of uh, helping out. Helping out is uh, have many ways, and and uh, you as a if you are in a, as a you know in a company, um, you know you even as a coworker you can stretch out uh, you know yourself to collaborate with uh, some minority uh, you know or woman uh, engineer. Um, I was really think uh, you know there's many forms of uh, coaches and mentors in in the in the. Um, in the company. Uh, even me, I, I didn't really have a formal mentor for many years. And I just have a lots of co-workers and we always chat about it. And certainly even my first uh, patent is uh, some of the uh, my friend uh, in the company saying, hey, hey, you, you have us, you seem to have a good idea here. Why don't we write a patent together? So I think the hoping is a start from uh, lots of little things. Um, and, uh, you can intentionally stretch, uh, uh, your, you know, 
like uh, your hangout to say, hey, how about I help you a little bit here and there and uh, encourage people on why don't you uh, work on this or this is a really good idea. How about we work together to do something? So, and as a woman uh, engineer, or if if they have a hard time to find the opportunity to really step up, and that's where maybe you can um, really stretch yourself to networking a little bit more, to looking for opportunity. Opportunity always comes when you really open your eyes and also ask around, uh, ask people um, what kind of opportunity might have and make lots of friends and uh, uh, even ask people if they can be your mentor. Sometimes a mentor is a two-way. Uh, you have to help people and uh, they will help you. Uh, especially, I feel the mentor is most helpful is they can really observe your behavior. Uh, they can really see you in, uh, in your action. They can give you very constructive feedback and let you correct yourself. Um, and But on the other hand, um, mentor is a sort of exhausting role. Uh, normally, if you only give out without really receiving some benefit of friendship, sometimes it really exhausts you uh, at work. <laughs> if it, I have some long-term um uh, like a mentor relationship with a few of uh, uh, co-worker, I think they also gave me very constructive feedback, analyze my situation for me. And this is a, like a two-way mentor that's actually lasting for years uh, as a friendship. Um, and uh, also sometimes um, the company also can help you to sign uh, upper-level management as your mentor. This is uh, some a company do uh, do this uh, all the time now. Uh, you can find some uh, really the people who has a lot more um, experience and lots of uh, personal skills to learn from, and this is also a good way to do it. Uh, for the people who are willing to do the mentor, I think is you don't have to be formal program. And I did a lots of mentoring at work. I just say, hey, you know. Uh, let's chat a little bit and uh, this is what I see your situation and give a little bit constructive uh, feedback. But certainly this has to be based on you have a really good foundation of friendship. You can really give them constructive feedback. Um, so on the other hand, um, if you're willing to help, always have a tons of people and really need help to chat. And this is goes a long way. I'm also doing um, some more professionally, um, like formal mentorship for women, uh, like uh, uh, Global Silicon Alliance have this uh, uh, woman in hardware um, mentorship. We've running the first year, um, very structured uh, curriculum, uh, very good people leading the uh, project. I'm just one of the mentor. We have a meeting every month and uh, I think we can uh, really help uh, other women uh, in their mid-careers and they have a very good uh, platform to grow from their company and they just need to, uh, you know, have somebody uh, to digest, I mean, analyze and dissecting their um, situation for them uh, to help them, um, you know, based on other people's experience and give them some suggestions. This is really goes a long way. Um, I feel this project has been very successful. It's so exciting to hear companies creating formal structure for those who maybe are a little less comfortable creating the one-to-one -one opportunity. So that's great to hear. 
Um, <clears throat> we'll include a link to the GSA Women Leadership Initiative in the show notes for anyone who's interested in becoming part of that. And then I know you mentioned that you were going to be on a panel at Flash Memory Summit. That's August 8th through 10th is that event overall. Um, do you know the details of that, of that panel if people wanted to sit in on it? Well, I think uh, we're going to do a little bit career-oriented uh, panel, um, try to talk about if you're starting the career and what the path uh, could be. We're going to invite and diversify the panel. Maybe some people from engineering become a marketer, uh, from engineering, from strategies, or some, you know, or just rising up uh, from the engineering career and uh, from different perspective. Um, just to give you some perspective uh, how people grow their career. Um, that's uh, the intention of uh, the, this panel. And this is the first year. We, we don't know how it's going <laughs> to come out. But uh, I think uh, this, is, uh, uh, this is really a good idea from Chuck, um, the organizer of Flash Memory Summit. And yes. I'm just uh, trying to host the panel, maybe supporting this panel to really have a very useful conversation and also get to know uh, lots of uh, uh, young rising star from the different companies. Awesome. <clears throat> so both Yan and I will also be at the Superwoman in Flash event at Flash Memory Summit. If you are attending, that's up in the Bay Area, August 8th through 10th. Look up that event as well, and certainly we'd love to say hello to you in person and have a chance to meet the people who listen to the show and hear your feedback on you know the, the conversation and what you're experiencing out in the world. Um, Yan, thank you for taking the time to join this podcast. Um, I know you are busy. You're a great person for um, the conversation, both on the technology as well as you know some of the topical focus on women in engineering this month. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Data Unchained, powered by Hammerspace. To learn more, visit hammerspace.com. If you have a guest you would like to hear on the show, email me at molly at hammerspace.com.